You. Are now. About to witness. The awesome. Ah, my back is killing me. Crushing might of the UGS Robinson Show Stop Welcome, my friends, to a show that seemingly apparently kind of sort of never ends. This is D three three. Oh, let's see if I can do it like the kids. D three three. Did you use a gang sign? Yeah, for D three. Three. Ah, but first up, Sigmata from Calling of the Just. The song is called Intro, All of Nothing. One of you happened to be in a record store and found a, a, a button for uh, 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 a uh, Revelation Records who still carries the Sigmata CD in Huntington Beach, California. Revelation Records. You find them online, buy the Sigmata CD, you won't regret you did. But first, Bob Riley, singing the words that kick it all off. About exactly what he's looking at. And when he's looking at it, I do it several times a week. Usually with people above me. I'm on my way back to nowhere. Could not see so clear. I'm taking a real good look at you. At your face. So being paid back in full, always nothing. All right. All right. So uh, here we go. I'm starting early. And as you might have known, if you figured out the, ah, God, if you figured out the rhythms of the show, if I'm starting this early, it's because I got something later on, which is true, or because I've been up all night thinking about thinking about what, what oh geez, uh, about what's about to happen. And what's about to happen, yeah, if you've read the description, you know it's uh, Snitcheronics. And uh, we did the other show, some would call it prescient. Uh, I'm not coming through the headset yet, right? Um, so maybe I, there we go, there, it's coming through the headset. Uh, maybe, maybe I know a few things about a few things when we talked about snitching a few weeks ago and, uh, and now we're going to have a coda, a switching coda, because I see that right now there's a lot of, there's a lot of upset. There's a lot of upset in, <laughs> out there, peanut gallery. Some of you are like, UG, ah, yeah, but you say, ah, yeah, yeah, let's calm down for a second going into this, uh, going, I want to talk about the full dimension you know the, the height, the width, the breadth, the the, the the three degree turn around snitching, and we're gonna get to it. We're gonna get to it right off. But before that, I, I have something to ask you. 
very specifically, and I don't ask a lot. And if you think it's going to be the patreon.com slash the stomper donation, you might be wrong. Though that would be cool, too. No, what, what I'm asking now is very simple. And uh, you're not going to believe it. <laughs> you're not going to believe it. However, uh, let's just go right into it. Um, I have been notified. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing. But it's strange that I'm coming to you for this. I have been notified that as part of um, my professional career advancement, that uh, my bonus, which of which will be none, uh, and my raise is completely contingent upon something that you can help me with. <laughs> One of the, the five index points on me getting a raise or a bonus uh, uh, for 2018 has to do with me growing my social media presence, if you can believe it, specifically via Twitter. How about that? So if you're on Twitter and we're not connected, go to Twitter right now. And I'm at the at symbol. Oh, God, my back is coming. Eugene S. Robinson. That's it. It's not a heavy lift. It's not a heavy lift at all. Tell your friends. Get in there. It's not gate kept anymore. Remember, I used to have a, a gatekeeper because I wanted to know who was in the party. Now it's open for the world to see, which means that anything I say via Twitter immediately goes up on, on, on Google <laughs> right away when somebody types your name, which is kind of uncomfortable, but it is what it is. The more private setting is Instagram, and that's Mr. Sleep 3, but you got to let me look into your profile before I'm letting you in because I want to make sure you are not a spy. Anyway, that's it for the commercials. Uh, at Eugene S. Robinson on Twitter. Do it so I can get my 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 rate ah my race. Sorry, I'm gonna stop complaining about the back. Anyway, listen. Let, 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 let's 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 do a little historical. Let's do a little historical take, and let's go back a little bit to say uh, when America started to get hip to something called omerta. Right, omerta was a Sicilian word for silence. And if you remember, you can't, Donna Shalala, me on my show, own show, but if you remember the story about in Sicily, there was this funeral procession and um, and people were lined up, you know, they're going through the rocky hills of, of Sicily to a burial site and, uh, it, you know, there's a coffin on a, on a wagon and it's being pulled by horses and there's a whole flanks of, of older people dressed in black because all the young people are dead from vendettas. And um, one, a journalist shows up and uh, and asks one of the women, uh, "Who's you know whose funeral is it? You, you know maybe there's a story here. Whose funeral is it?" And the woman, dabbing the tears from her face, looks up at him and goes, "Somebody died." The point is, the point is, you know, th there's a clear, there's a clear. Yeah, that helps too. Thank you. Subscribing helps to find out about the show, especially now that uh, uh, at least for if I did it and if the shoes fit, things happen differently. So ACTV, I can see that you just subscribed. Good for you for subscribing. Anyway, I'm starting to get a, an allergic response or something. I'm full of gripes. I'm an old person. What do you want? Uh, I'm just trying to explain to you why I'm rubbing my eye. So, so uh, Omerta was this idea that, you know, between you and the state, you know, there are various sources of power. You could stay out of out of the sights of, say, if you were in Sicily, you could stay out of the sights of one of the bigger sources of power, the church, if you stay out of the church. You know, you know your local bishop or your priest, maybe he's a busy body bumping around town molesting your kids. 
whatever. But if you stayed out of his sights, generally you were left alone. Sorry. The rest, the rest of it uh, is, is, is just good business. You don't call, they, they, you know how many countries in the world, the, America has this epidemic of cop calling. You, you know how many countries in the world where the last thing you want to do is call the cops? The very last thing. I, I can think of many. I, you know, people, you, you get into a fender bender in Mexico. You think the people are calling the cops? They don't want to call the cops. Plenty of places in South America, they don't want to call the cops. You know, Poland, you don't want to call the cops. You get, you solve the problem yourself. The cops are the last thing. It's kind of like when you're a kid and you've got a terrifying parent. You know, your relationship to authority is framed by your relationship with your parents. You're like, you know what? If you have siblings, we can solve this without involving. That's what my thing was as as a father raising my voice. Go, do I have to come in there? Do 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 you need the UN? Except the UN is kind of peaceful. You got a Butros Butros Gali. You got a Kofi Annan. God rest his soul. You know, it's a little bit different. You come in, not that type of dad. The type of dad that's going to demand shakedowns and so. So you don't want to open yourself up. Whatever you could negotiate amongst and betwixt yourselves would do. So there was no absolute need to go run into dad. There was none. You didn't do it. It, it was bad. It was bad business. It was bad. And besides which, on the other snit show that we did, the discussion was about the stuff that we share in private, the, the Hitlerian, the Hitlerian three, three, three levels of secrets, the secrets I keep from you, the secrets we share, and the secrets about future events as unknown. Public, private events made public, it always feels, it feel, always feels kind of shitty. This is where we've developed an aversion, uh, an aversion to snitching, because it violates some basic covenants. Our society is created these building blocks of covenants. For example, we want, we want uh, uh, stability in our, in our social gatherings, so we don't, we don't uh, abide by incest, right? We don't want to do something that will directly put, uh, 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 you know, a teenage son in direct conflict with uh with a father over the sexual favors of a mother say we don't want it we don't outside of the genetic fucking uh people say oh you can't really tell you know you don't you can't tell from they're not enough i remember a geneticist i talked to said you can't tell if incest is a thing because human generations are so long to do any kind of real medical study scientific study you'd have to have consider several generations over time like five or six and you know we're, who has the lifetime for that that's like a, a lifetime five or six different like okay yeah you know what we can do it with animals and we can see hybrid vigor is a way to go breeding with somebody widely disparate from yourself is a way to go so we don't have to think about that but i, I digress the point is the point is in this specific instance private events made public feels uh feels shitty to us but we are we our society is based on covenants the covenants I have with you, the covenants we have together, and specifically, if we're looking now, we're going geo, 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 national. We, the covenants we have from country to country, and so we all of these are building blocks of of trust. And that's one of those words I said last week that I hate it, like loyalty, or honor, or trust. But trust is is more functional than honor. Honor, I can't, I can't tell, uh, I can't tell really. Honor is kind of amorphous. Trust. I trust you'll be there when I'm there. That's very definable, and it's anchored into it, it, it real world. So it's a violation of, of, of trust. However, back in the 1950s, there was a guy, um, and I can't remember whether Valachi, Joseph Valachi, uh, came 
before or after the big bust upstate New York, where they finally had, where uh, Jay Fuver finally had to admit that the mafia was a real thing. Um, but Joseph Valachi was the first major snitch, and they made a movie about it. They made a couple of movies about it, uh, and there's a book by Peter Moss, M A A S, called the Valachi Papers. So, hey, um, it's a great book. It's a great read. And Joseph Valachi was the first guy guy to turn. It was inevitable, yeah, but he was the first major guy to turn to kind of confirm what they had on. J. Edgar Hoover had denied, but that the mafia, the Cosa Nostra was a, a thing, it existed, it had a structure. He had broken the code of, of Amirtha for, for reasons that you can you 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 can read about in the book. But he is there's a reason he's remembered as a snitch because that felt that felt snitchery. It felt like snitchery. You had the benefits of this organization when you were part of this organization. And uh, when it came time and you knew you knew what the job was when you took it. And when it came time for you to, you know, um, I'll give you an example. Uh, Sammy the Bull Gravano. And you see where I'm making a bridge from Valachi to Gravano. Sammy the Bull Gravano uh, actually was called upon to kill his uh, his daughter's uh, godfather and his best friend. And Why? He didn't ask why, but the actual reason why was because the guy was a romantic rival to his boss's son. <laughs> well, I think that qualifies as not a good business reason. And he took the guy out and he shot the guy in the head. They didn't find this out until years and years later that he had been shot by his best friend. But they interviewed uh, they interviewed Gravano about it, and he was like, you know, that was a job. That was a job. You got to understand that we think about it, we're like soldiers, you know? And soldiers go to war, like uh, Patton said before storming the beaches at Normandy, you guys don't have to worry. Only 2% two, two of you are not gonna come back. <laughs> it's one thing for the guy on the boat to say that. Oh, I don't know if you guys can hear me. It seems like I'm frozen on my own fucking screen. Uh, yeah, okay, there we go, I'm back. Um, it, it, so, you know, it's easy. It's one thing for the guys on the boat to say only 2%. And in actual fact, Patton was right. 2.5% didn't come back. It's a numbers game to him. And, uh, if you go, you sign up for the deal, you do so with the expectation that you might not come back. Okie dokie. That's the game. That's the way it's played. So, so Valachi, his name has gone down in history as shit. I don't remember. Sadly, I don't remember. This is to be looked up. I don't remember whether Joseph Valachi, uh, met an untimely end in prison. Um, and there you go. I, I don't know if he did or not, or what the conclusion, the, but that was, I was using him as a bridge to get to the other big snitch, which was uh, Sammy the Bull Gravano. Now, Sammy the Bull Gravano uh, was the underboss to, uh, to John Gotti. Apparently, they had approached, they had approached a Gravano first. And Gravano had said, uh, and they had said, you knock off uh, Gotti, because Gotti had pissed some people off by the way he knocked off Castellana, whose house I had been to, another Donna Shaleta story, out in Staten Island. I'm not going to get into that. But he said, you knock him off. And, and somehow he, he, Gravano, and I don't remember how this came about, but he, he went for the Martin Borman treatment. He figured it was much better to be a powerful number two than to be the number one. He wasn't going to do it. He didn't take the job. Um, and he said a lot of times, he goes, what, what John Gotti fit. And there were a couple of times he thought maybe it would be a good thing to knock Gotti off, but he never got around to it. 
the reality of it was, um, he said, what we did, we were a secret society, a secret, a secret. In other words, he's going with the somebody died argument from the, uh, the Sicilian funeral cortege, right? He said, when Gotti started appearing on the cover of New York Magazine and Time Magazine, it was no longer a fucking secret. It's what we call an open secret. So if we're, keep, if we're sharing open secrets and I'm finding out that deals are being cut to preserve the boss, in other words, the boss has no allegiance. It's one thing if the boss has an allegiance inside, you know, inside that circle. In other words, the secrets we share. It's one thing if you're going to have an allegiance to, to, to that universe of people. In other words, if you're in that world and he says, kill your best friend, it might seem shitty to the best friend, but you're still not sharing secrets outside of that circle, outside of that present covenant. You haven't snitched. You haven't violated any kind of covenant. I mean, you would hope to say that the guy would say, hey, you were my friend. You should have come to me and let me know before you killed me that they wanted me killed. He said, no, no, you were inside this circle. You weren't outside. I didn't have to warn you. You knew what the job was when you took it. For those listening on, on uh, just listening on SoundCloud, I'm making a circle with my fingers and saying the covenant is inside. So, um, but Gravano at a certain point gets popped because it was all right before 9-11, they were just after the mafia like crazy. And you remember, I talked about it on the Ozzy feature. If you go to Ozzy, crime all the time. I did this three-part series on, uh, on the decline of the mafia, New York City crime, and so on. So um, it's a video. It's easy to watch. Um, so, uh, and I interviewed this guy, Freddie Santoro, who was uh, an undercover uh, guy, the one who tipped me off to the Albanian mafia and so on. So, so Gravano rolls. And he says, hey, you know, <laughs> since the secret is out, the secret's in the open, I'm going to roll and uh, fuck it. Fuck you guys. You know, uh, I'm not I'm not going to the joint. So he gets into witness protection. And then what is what does he do once he's in witness protection? He moves to Arizona and he becomes the, the biggest ecstasy dealer, MDMA, uh, you know, uh, uh, or, or, ooh, what the hell is that, man? I don't really, I'm not used to seeing raccoons out in the daytime. Um, anyway, um, that, that, that's what he does. And he gets popped for that. But they, it's not like they can put him in jail. So I think he's back in jail now and he gets it. But he, he's, he's like, the covenant is not with you guys. So, okay, and I'm going to tie off. There's a, tre there's a troika of, of snitchery. If you remember, uh, or, or non-snitchery, if you remember, and there's a chapter in my fight book, Fighter, Everything You Ever Want to Know About Asking, we're afraid you get your ass kicked, uh, 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 ask kicked, So with Kevin Weeks, uh, Whitey Bulger's right-hand man, uh, Boston Irish Mafia, the second, and about how he attacked Leonardo DiCaprio on the set of The, uh, uh, the Departed. And uh, he said, uh, it started out with DiCaprio was, talking to Kevin. Kevin was a technical advisor. Mr. Weeks was a technical advisor. <laughs> says, uh, hey, uh, so when you were a snitch, and he flies across the table and grabs him and goes, it's never a snitch. It's never a snitch. I was never a snitch. You can't rat on a rat. Fucking Jimmy was a rat. I can't rat on a rat. In other words, the covenant was broken, so I can't break, I can't break that which is broken. So you guys all knew where this was leading. You all knew where this was leading. That was a one, two, three-step to Johnny Boney Joni. So we're at Johnny Boney Joni, and some people notice this clause in the, U, in the USADA thing about how you could reduce your time 
for snitching. Now I'm going to give you, I'm going to take a sideline here. I'm going to digress if you're charting this. I'm going to take a little sideline. So uh, a friend of mine who got busted for international narcotics trafficking, if I were to, uh, if I were to, he, uh, he's written a piece under a, under a pseudonym on Ozzy. I think it was the day the feds kicked in my door. And so the feds kick in his door. They seize. He's selling a wide variety of narcotics. He's uh, and he sees all of his operation. He's, you know, he's making a lot of these in his kitchen sink, which means they were performance enhancing drugs, a lot of them. And uh, what happened is he said his suppliers suddenly, he was such a good customer, just suddenly sent him a bunch of stuff that he hadn't expected to be coming, didn't package it right. It got interdicted by the authorities, got a federal warrant out, and then they, they popped him. Right? And they, of course, when they get to his house, they find a bunch of other stuff, cocaine, ecstasy, the whole bit. Made the newspapers, everything. So he's telling me, oh, you, I'm fucked, I'm fucked, I'm fucked, I'm fucked. You know, um, he's looking at 20 years in jail. This is crazy. I, my girlfriend dumped me. The, the, well, the whole bit is a story of woe. And what makes it really shitty at that point, he goes, they come in once a month. They seize my laptop. They take my cell phone. That's why my phone number is never the same. Fine. You know, it's, the guy's going through a bit of time. I said, are you going to jail? You know, we're, we're going to cut a deal. We did, you know, it's my first offense. I can't. So the guy doesn't go to jail. Time goes by. You know, he says we should get dinner or drinks. I go, fine, we'll get dinner or drinks or sometime. One day I'm sitting at work and my phone buzzes. And wh- what does it say on my phone? It says, hey, man, I got I got some good steroids. You know anybody? And I go, no, bro, I'm not hanging out. I don't spend most of my time at the gym like I used to. I don't I don't know those people anymore. He goes, well, what about your jiu-jitsu academy? You, you, you know... Uh, I said, well, most fighters are taking, if they're taking anything, it's low dose because they don't want to get out of their weight category. But I'm pretty much just doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, man. We're all older men doing that. He goes, well, if you, you can, can text me if you want something for your personal. I, I don't take it anymore, man. I don't have personal stock. And, and I'm looking at the phone going, yeah, yeah, it doesn't fucking smell right. This is reckless. This is, I go, hey, man, aren't they still coming and seizing your phone? He's like, oh, no, that's over. That's fucking shitty. That shitty. You know what we call that? We call that entrapment. It's an order of magnitude of difference. What I mind of my own business, dude walks across the room, walks across the room to try to fuck my shit up. Like I was gonna, but I understood him. I understood him because his attitude has traditionally always been. Only stupid people would write this back. Only stupid people would say, yeah, give me $1,000 worth of steroids. And you're not stupid. If you are stupid, then bad things happen to stupid people all the time. I bear no responsibility for you falling down that 100-foot chuck hole. None. Pretty much what he, he said is you, we could be the greatest friends in the world. And this was his 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 his, his, his uh his motto before we could be the greatest friends in the world but once we start playing the game of business my objective is to fuck you over and if you're not smart enough to know that it's going to redound to you are stupid stupid people deserve what they get they fall down 100 foot chuckles every day they spend their entire lives doing stuff like that so now as a defense attorney for Johnny Boney Joni, which I'm not necessarily wanting to be, we go back to the snitch clause. All right. 
So you have you have a couple of scenarios. One, he knew what he was taking and he was actively engaged in securing the services of somebody. If you're on the radio, I have one finger going up and down. He he knew what he was doing, is actively engaged in securing the services of somebody who provided him with performance enhancing drugs, who he rolls over on and fucks. In my mind, that's a close cognate for my international drug dealer friend who tries to entrap me. You're doing business. We both know what the business is like, and you got fucked. Don't come crying to me, dirty fucking snitchery pool. No good. Right? If I know I'm ta- I, I'm I'm actively engaged in taking performance enhancing drugs. I'm securing the service of somebody who can provide them to me. Um, I, I know what the I know what the what the downsides are. I take the chance and I get fucked. And when I get fucked to secure time for myself, I roll over on a bunch of other people. That sucks. That sucks. The other way, the other way is that like you don't know once you become famous. I knew a woman who was a, 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 a porn star at one point. She was talking about drugs, and I was like, "Man, how are you how are you making that? How are you affording that? How do you, you know?" Is it, she says, I, "I haven't paid for. I have no idea how much these things cost. I haven't paid for drugs in in years." And I go, and "So one for the book." I felt stupid, like a dummy, for not realizing hot women don't pay for drugs. <laughs> so you know who else doesn't pay for drugs? Celebrities. Because people use it as a way to get in. So I don't say this is the second scenario. A guy has, you know, Tim Ferriss, the four-hour workout guy. That guy, I used to do jujitsu with that guy. And that guy is a hustler, straight up. I don't mean that in a bad way. He was making stuff in his kitchen sink like uh, uh, new, new tropics, you know, the things that are supposed to make you smarter. So the, the 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 second way is I'm I'm making some I'm making some new supplement stuff. Of course I want bro, I'll give it to the champ free. He tries it, it's great. It's great. He really feels it. So now I get an endorsement, I make a million I, I'm not regulated. Which means knowingly on this side, this finger, unknowingly on this side. If he's unknowingly take it taking something and he gets fucked then rolling over people who fuck you is not a bad thing so this whole system for people just listening on soundcloud now i got two single fingers up depends on whether you believe knowing or unknowing 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 as far as i'm concerned unknowing you know, all's fair love and war at that point. You don't fucking tell me. You are keeping secrets from me. You are not sharing secrets with me. I don't know this. And I'm taking tests and tests and tests and tests right up to it. And then I get popped for something. And I'm I'm supposed to take the heat for you. For what reason? <laughs> for what reason? For what re- same reason Sammy DeBull Gravano was free to go to Arizona and start a healthy and fruitful uh, uh, ecstasy business. You know, stepped outside the covenant, man. They're going to roll off, roll over. And in fact, if you were one of those cats, 
if you are the guy at the supplement company who's at this is protein powder plus you're adding protein powder plus if you are that guy running that company and you hear he's got popped like i talk about the famous steroid bust of 19 1990 in mountain view california when everybody who was taking just all of a sudden i see these cats leaving the gym and the feds just followed the one guy and he got his big package and they just like johnny appleseed just followed him from house to house he'd make a delivery he'd leave they'd bust that guy and pretty much the cops are picking up his entire supply route if you if you you know the thing is if you don't know somebody's got to know hey man i just got the i got the guts from this guy somebody some you know we're going to spread the fucking because just like we're going to spread the success as Johnny Boney Joni, I'm the number one beneficiary of, of your 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 tainted supplement. So I'm going to roll over on you, and then you roll over on who? Like when you sell a firearm and it's used in a crime, they just track it back to the to the seller. Figure out at what point did you? And then once they go back, they if I get whoever, and they go they go back, and then they go forward. Who sold this, and who they sell it to? So if you do not believe, like they've said about Barry Bonds, he's a professional athlete. He he closely charts everything that goes into his body. If you don't believe that, but on the other hand, you know, I've seen fighters. I've seen sponsored fighters. I've seen the backs of cars of sponsored fighters. I've seen the backs of cars of sponsored fighters, and they've got shit in there. They've got T-shirts in there. from the, the sponsor shows up, throws a bunch of stuff in their trunk. They don't know what they have. So, Eugene, you're being a dummy. Eugene, how could you be such a dummy? You can't just see that the, this guy is, uh, well, okay. They're just two scenarios. The other scenario is the rat scenario. Now, you know, which is that I got popped, and you got to understand the king can't get popped. <laughs> right? The king can't get popped, which is the kind of situation you had with Barry Bonds, if you remember. His trainer was a guy who was like, I don't know what you're talking about. They follow the path back through Barry, Barry Bonds. And he goes, and the guy, dude went to jail for Barry. He said, I take the ride. I'll get, take the ride. Because presumably, presumably, there's going to be favors on the outside. I go down for you for four years, five years. I come out. I'm set for life, right? Right? I have to have some sort of incentive not to roll over on you, right? Right. That that could be an unspoken agreement or a spoken agreement, but typically that's the way that, that that's the way that cookie rolls. Dude comes out, things are not made right, he writes a book. Simple. Easy. But keep in mind, Omerta as a covenant is something that's always paid for. The system, the, the unknowing way is, is a way the guy is trying to make an extra dollar on the side, and those guys deserve to get rolled over on. So you can get angry about whatever snitching that you think that Johnny Boney Joni did, but unless it's a large name, I guarantee you, which I don't believe it is, unless it's a, it's a large name, that these are guys who are in the, in the second scenario. You know, supplement makers who are trying to get an edge and not telling dude and not totally disclosing and they're trying to make a dollar on top of a dollar they paid their money they took a chance they hope to get rich the role didn't work out they're getting fucked 
And moreover, or moreover, like when we found out in 1990 that there was a massive steroid bust and everybody in the gym who was dealing just fled to go home and to hide their shit and take it to their girlfriends and do whatever. You could see everybody leave the gym. And I just sitting there on the squat rack laughing as all these cats left the gym. I did not leave. But as soon as he got hit by USADA, you got to know that stuff was happening. You check, you switch. <laughs> Go into yoga, start selling Amway, anything else, Herbalife, get out of that business because you know it's coming. You know that phone is going to ring like my phone rang for my international drug dealing friend and the guy's trying to get me to, to uh, talking reckless in, through, via text. You know, once I got stopped by a cop, and this is back in the 80s, and he said, uh, hey, you know, my brother, my brother runs a club in Santa Cruz. Uh, you know, I know you're in a band. Maybe I could make it so that you guys could play. I go, well, that'd be really cool. You know, uh, uh, I'd really like that. He goes, great. Why don't you give me your, your, your phone number and your address? And uh, I go, oh, okay, well, what club is your brother work? Uh, I don't know. What's your brother's name? Well, he, he uses a different professional name, which I can't remember. Huh. So he, what kind of music does he have at his club? Huh. I, I don't really know a lot about music, but that's why I want to put you two together. So if you just give me your name, great. My name is Henry uh, Crinkle, and, and I live on Hopper Lane, like hop, like the rabbit, like hip hop, hip hop. My fucking, that's the worst police work ever. Ever. I don't believe you. I don't believe you. So I, 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 I'm, not, I'm not preaching an, an exculpatory approach to the crimes of Johnny Boney Joni. I'm just saying that there, there, that there are two scenarios to consider, and you should consider them both. And you can't, you can't, it's the, the, your reaction, your reaction should be different to one versus the other. But if what you're saying is, I don't believe in that second scenario because I don't believe dude didn't know. There's no way you can know whether dude didn't know. However, if you're going to go by the Rashad Evans treaties, the guy is a, a, a you know a one-eyed Jack, but he had seen the other side of his face. To quote the line from the Marlon Brando movie, which I, I I'm fundamentally okay with. You know, I'm fundamentally okay with you know. <laughs> I mean, again, it's like my, my international drug dealer friend. He, you, you could be the greatest friends in the world, but as soon as you start doing business together, you know that that guy is to the death. He will cheat you. He will rob you. He will have your mother arrested. Anything. Because only stupid people would do business with him. And it's the same with Johnny Boy. If you were going to, I mean, I'm guessing that would be the deal. You got to understand, I'm on, some, I'm on some Alexander the Great alpha level shit and nothing will stand in my way to get to that end except for me and if you are there if you are standing between me and that you're fucking chafe you are chafe and if you don't know that going into an association that's why he hangs out with the cats at the mini mart because those guys got nothing to lose officer what are they gonna lose their convenience store and what You know, you can pick your friends and you can pick your nose, but don't pick your friend's nose. That's what I'm saying. You make a deal with Johnny Boy Jr., you're going to be friends, you know, unless you're his brother or his brothers, 
or an immediate blood-related family, you got to know, man, you might go out in that car and you might not come back. And that's the name of that tune. What always bugged me about Rashad Evans is like he was surprised. He was surprised within this covenant that there were other sub-covenants that had him on the outside. Like, bro, this guy is going to be a, 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 a alpha god. <laughs> not a guy that we feel bad for in four years. Not, not one at all. So, so I, I'm saying the approach to, the, you know, ah, I hate this guy even more. He's okay with that. He's okay with that. He's supposed to. That's allowing the first scenario. The second scenario, the guy feels like, ah, man, I lost some fans, but, you know, this is justice. Obviously, obviously, I'm part of the second. I'm part of the second group. But I'm part of the second group, but I'm informed by the first group, <laughs> right? Like, I'm, I don't think he knowingly took it, but I'm not putting myself in any position where I'm standing between Johnny Boney Joni and, and, and whatever he sees as his destiny. Because I have no doubt in my mind, like when I sat in the car with Kevin Weeks, if Jimmy Bulger had said, knock off Eugene, no matter how close friends were, that he would do it. Just like Sammy the Bull did it. Because you're in line for the fucking, you knew what the job was. You go into it, if you go into business or association with Johnny Boney Jr. and you're not a blood relative, you got, you got to know that you could be chafe. You could be chafe. If you're okay with that, it's like being friends with a grizzly bear. If you're okay with that, you know, oh, those are my favorite animal attack videos. Oh, he's hugging me. He's like, ah, he's not hugging me. He's trying to kill me. If you're okay with that as a possible future, like that guy in that movie, Grizzly Man, fine. That's fine. Embrace it, live it, and love it. If you're not okay with that, then uh, so next thing. Because I'm rushing, because I gotta get, I gotta go to jujitsu. The the McNuggets. So I saw some guy do a breakdown on, and I'm gonna read it to you. Do a breakdown on a uh, what the hell is that that site? Uh, Quora. Sorry for the sniffling and the snotting. And uh, he says somebody asked a question on Quora uh, about the press conference, which is what we're talking about. If you don't know what I'm then you need to go back a bit. The, the McNuggets uh, uh, Khabib uh, press conference. And essentially, he's trying to, he's trying to do um, um, <laughs> what you pulled a gun in front of my kids over a mattress, the man said, then he was shot dead. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's not the, what, the piece that I'm looking for. Um, where is it? Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, I, I'm going to paraphrase. I can't find it right now. I'm not going to spend the time. And, and this is, a, you know, Quora is a rabbit hole. You just get in and you can't, you can't get out. And fundamentally the guy, uh, the guy is a Khabib guy. And he said, well, uh, the optics of it, it seems like you know, Connor was distracted, nervous, panicked, desperate, and he used all these indicators to indicate that. And, and that's because he, he fundamentally misunderstood the press conference. He fundamentally, fundamentally misunderstood the press conference. The press conference was only minorly to, to get inside Khabib's head. 
You know, that's what all the, the, the opposition research that he had done was about getting it, getting inside Khabib's head. When he's naming all these guys and the dirty connections, the connections to Vladimir Putin and, you know, Kadriov and, uh, you know, Kadriov. I, I always mispronounce his name, the che Chechen guy. When he's talking about how deep, what he's doing is a couple of different things. People are thinking, oh, he's trying to get in his head. He's trying to get in his head. He doesn't give a fuck about Khabib. <laughs> Khabib is a non-factor in this scenario. Number one, he's there to fulfill a fucking an, a, a professional obligation to gin up the fight. The fight, the sales are projected to go 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 through the roof. Biggest MMA match of all time. He's already got the. He's got boxing fans now interested. He's got. There's money over money coming in over this fight. So he, he had to fulfill a professional obligation. I'm talking about McNuggets. Secondarily, what he had to do is to is to much like I, I'd say once they sign once the Diaz is signed on the paper, they would typically always once the Diaz is signed on the paper. Let's change that. Once the Diaz is signed on the paper, that's when the fight began. Even before, if there was an expectation, they'd be glaring at guys in the you know glaring at guys in the in the. I mean, as soon like post-fight presses for the fight before they'd be glaring at guys. So this is uh, the fight's already begun. Only one person seems to really know that. So what he's doing is playing this thing through to the end. When if I lose, yeah, I can lose the battle, but I'm not going to lose the war. <clears throat> he's salting the fields for any prospect, any likelihood that if Khabib wins this fight that he, at that point, then becomes the guy who's doing the commercials. <laughs> no, 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 no. You paint this in that you want to do business with this shady dictator, you know, murdering, lunatic, friend-having cat. You know, he's not going to be doing commercials for Little Dave's Pizza or the, the thing, thing on the horse. It's like, bro, I'm not going to lose this fight and, and lose endorsements, you know. And keep in mind, McNuggets is probably just as dirty with the, the, his connections, alleged connections to the Irish mob, whatever. But those guys want to see him do well because they know money in is money out. Money in is money out. Business. They affiance themselves to business. That's how criminal syndicates work, right? Kadriov is not a criminal syndicate. He might be a criminal, but it's not a syndicate. They're not doing what they're doing expressly to make money. It's the exercise of power. And that might be enough for a lot of people. The Irish are involved in criminal syndicates. It's money. So you go, oh, this whiskey, how does he expect to compete? It's a fucking allegedly in my mind, in my mind, I'm going to say it's a, it's a money laundering tax dodge. <laughs> you don't give a shit about the whiskey. Don't go for the okie doke. Don't go for the stuff in front of the curtain. Go for the stuff behind the curtain. So he's salting the field with the possibility that a Khabib could do an end run to the waiting arms of Nike or whoever else, you know, sponsors, Little Dave's Pizza or Hooters or whoever's going to sponsor that he can, he can get around that. Jimmy Fallon won't be having Khabib on. <clears throat> Jimmy Kimmel won't be having him on. You know, he'll still be having McNuggets on because that's because he still has one belt. You know, that's that's the way it goes. Thirdly, maybe he's hoping to crawl inside the guy's brain pan. The guy, he, his facility with the English language is not as great, but, um, you know, he, he it was what he was. I, I don't see that anything. There was nothing accidental about what that's the thing that you're thinking. The guy who's analyzing this on Quora, who's saying, you know, oh, he's there, there was nothing accidental about any of that. Nothing accidental about any of that. 
any of that, any of that at all. Zero, zero accent. That was planned from top to bottom. So, oh, Eugene, you're giving too much credit. Really? Am I? It's the first press conference he's done. You haven't heard too much from him since the, since he, he he got the 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 whole thing. And he's like, and they asked him to talk about that. He was like, it was clear. And they asked the bald one to talk about the thing. And it's pretty clear what we had alleged before seems to be the case. This was part of the setup. It went a little too high. If it hit the side of the bus, it would have been perfect. Perfect ginning up of the fight. Now, if you're asking me to make a make a pick about I, I'm still oh, God damn it, I'm still not ready to do that yet. I'm still not ready to make a pick. But I don't think it's a fail complete that Khabib wins this one. Absolutely I do not. I do not. And the stuff that he's talking about, that McGregor is talking about, is stuff that clearly he's gleaned that we've all seen. We've all seen. You know, Khabib's stand-up is not that great. And, you know, I can think of other fighters who who, who we love who, who are primarily grapplers who stand-up is not that great who have been beaten. Uh, Jake Shields' recent PFL fight being an example. Beat by the son of the guy whose father he beat at Rumble on the Rock years ago. Guy was, uh, he had a modicum of, of grappling skills, which meant a decent sprawl. And he was fucking handy. And, you know, it's one thing, it's one thing to, you know, to have your fight style be, okay, a sustained fusillade of punches, and then I, I wobble the guy, and then the guy, you know. But do not, I mean, and also, you know what? All, that press conference was designed specifically, not only to salt the fields for professional sponsors, but to put the jungle on notice. And you start to smell filigrees of that coming out where people are like, well, it would really be much better for the sport if McNuggets were to win. You know, if McNuggets wins this, it would really be good for the sport, probably a little bit better for the sport. You know, after the council at, 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 um, uh, uh, at Von C, where they had decided to, the, the program, the final solution, the extirpation of European Jewry. People are like, well, we're looking for the document, looking for the document, looking for the document. And you don't really need to find a single document. Everybody knew. Everybody knew. Much like when you know, in the old in the old hardcore days, when there'd be like some long hair or somebody, one of these things doesn't look like the other. Somebody violating the law of the pit, the mosh pit, and and it, it was it was kind of a, a group group communication. People would get the sense, and they kind of identify the guy, and then like this, the 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 enforcers, the pit enforcers, would start circling and get tighter and tighter until they were all around the guy, and then ga 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 bing, done, down, out, beaten, done. He never saw it coming. It's not like with all that music going that people decide to. Well, let's see. We've got an offending element in our midst. We're gonna no. It just it just happened. It just happened. Start paying attention. Judges, referees, guarantee you. If 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 dude had uh, uh, Till had been delivering the shots to Woodley, that Woodley had been delivering to Till, that fight would have been stopped. Does that mean they got to Herb Dean? Or uh, or who is it, Mergliata? 
I don't think so. But I think everybody knew. How could you not know? You see the package about Liverpool and the guy standing with his arms raised above the town and this, this messianic thing. And at the, right about now, you might be wondering, what the fuck is Eugene wearing? Don't worry about what I'm wearing. <laughs> I'm wearing a kimono, bro. Um, so um, so it, 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 I, at this point now, at this point now, from the the laughing at the homeless guy, which shows a, a PR strategy gone askew. From the connections to these, you know, shady cats, to the fact that somebody could actually actually get murdered up over this thing. Uh, knock on wood, it's not me. That is not me. You know, the game has started, and it's 360 degrees. Connor's not playing. He's not playing. He signed a six-fight deal. People said, oh, how much do you think he's getting for, for a deal? Oh, man. It, it's, a, it's a total compensation package. So whatever you hear about what he's getting per fight, whether it's $10 million a fight or whatever you hear, it, that's going to be the low end. Because he's cut a deal with them, unlike a deal that anybody else has with them. You're not going to give me an ownership stake? Okay. Future consideration of events yet untold. You didn't know I was coming out with a whiskey. Now my whiskey sponsors. Now you, and I guarantee you, they don't get points on him like they get on everybody else. Every time you see those Toyo commercials, any commercials with a UFC fighter, you go, oh, good, man, guys, finally making bank. Eugene said when he did his meal of genuine draft, he made $100,000 in a year. These guys must be making, you think they're not touching that? They are for everybody but McNuggets. Can't make you, I'm not going to make you a part owner, but we're going to work on a separate deal. Why? Because you're a proven quality. You're driving, you're driving sausages to my plate. And in exchange for which, I got to share those sausages with you. And we finally come to a number that we could agree on. Maybe not 50-50, maybe 40-60. Maybe that maybe that maybe that makes up for not having the ownership stick. I don't know. I don't know. But you don't get don't don't get siloed. Don't get narrow cast with both the Johnny Boney Joni thing and the McNuggets Khabib thing. Do not. You got to start pulling out, pulling the camera out, pulling the camera out. I'm a grappler. Always, I got it in my for, for grapplers, but but at the same time, you know, at the same time, I, fight IQ is a thing. It's a thing. One of the guys who's got the highest ones is Javier. But what Javier needs to do is, is very tough in this instance. If you don't think McNuggets has been working the past six months. Uh, on his grappling game. In other words, a sprawl that was good enough to keep him away from from uh, from a hot shot grappler enough to de- develop a, 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 a you know a fusillade of, of combinations that wobble dude and make it hard for him to continue. It, it it's almost like and 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 the amount of fame that would accrue from I mean it would it would finish Khabib if it's close. Yes, then they, then there's, there's a rubber match. If it's close in favor of Khabib, it's a rubber match, and that would be good. If it's a if it, if it's not even close for for McNuggets, then Khabib is done, and he's got to take a ticket, go back Phantom Toll Booth. You're done. 
but uh, <laughs> but but if if Khabib wins quickly, uh, McNuggets is not done. He still got one of the belts. He goes up and weight, down and weight, does something else. Doesn't make a difference. He's still vital, vibrant. He wins in a convincing fashion, though. That's legend. Hall of Fame legend shit. That's that's Kimmel. That's Fallon. That's uh, you know, kill whoever's still on TV. Dude, late night shows. Seth, Seth, James, Seth Meyer, whoever. It's a big deal. It's a new story that goes beyond and skids right into the whole ESPN ownership. It's a big deal. Pull the camera out a bit. Don't go for the kayfabe. Johnny Bonijoni against two. And you know what? You know what? I'm sorry DC is a friend of Knuckle Up, but his commentary immediately uh, the post that you saw the finding about, well, I'm going to go with the, 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 the Brock Lesnar fight. That sounds much better. That sounds like the kid in the schoolyard who said, you know, my mother told me not to fight, so I'm not going to fight you. So I, you know, and I, you know, <laughs> there was always that one kid. But he is a smart guy, and he said it. He goes, look, the competitor in me, of course, wants a third chance. Of course. But, all right, so we've entered the discussion area of the competitor in me. He knows what the jungle wants. He knows what he wants, what the competitor in him wants. Got business. He's like, okay, I'm just, well, just going to fight. Lesnar apparently has been losing weight. I guess he's taking seriously the fact that they're going to the, the USADA testing or whatever they say he's losing. But nobody thinks that's a, nobody. Come on. It's popcorn. It's popcorn. Johnny Boney Journey's heavy now. Fight at heavyweight. I mean, this is what this is what we're there to see. We're sit there to see greatness out. You beat him after being beaten twice. That's legend. And he beats you after having beaten you three times two other times. That's legend. We're here for legend. We're here for legacy. We're here for that moment where, like, people will talk about well after we're dead. We're here for it. So I know in, in, the, in, the, in the title I put that uh, I was going to talk about uh, UFC Fight Night 137. Uh, incidentally, UFC Fight Night 137, um, it, it, had, it had the worst picks ever. The worst picks ever. I don't think either Nate or I got any 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 fight right. And you know why? We didn't care. <laughs> we didn't really care. Like the Baldwin once said, these fights are not really all for you. I'd like to spend a minute talking about it, but I got to go to jujitsu. So UFC Fight Night 137, if there's something that you want me to talk about, do it. Tell me now in the in the comments and we'll address it. Uh, I'll just I'll just it just bull my way in and we'll talk about it during Tuesdays if I did it and if the shoes fit. You got to subscribe to those channels and then we'll – I don't know where they are. I don't, something weird happened with Bloody Elbow and Twitch and, and YouTube. I don't know where they are. So stuff has been moving around. Subscribe so you get notified of when it, it happens. And also, like I said at the top, my raise is now contingent on growing my Twitter followers if you haven't already, at Eugene S. Robinson, sign up on Twitter. That helps me. You subscribing to this channel helps you. Patreon.com slash the stomper helps me. But being connected to me on Twitter helps me, helps me get a raise. So you can help me. You can help me in a way that doesn't cost you a nickel. How about that? But anyway, I got to get to jujitsu. 
this is V33, the Eugene S. Robinson Show. Thanks for showing up. We'll see you soon. Look at what you made me do! Yeah!